Sunrift Adventures and Historic Traveler's Rest South Carolina has been outfitting the foothills for over 37 years with the best boats, bikes, tents, and more. With great brands, Sunrift has you covered for every adventure. Stop into Sunrift Adventures' unique outdoor shop and say hello today. Go to sunrift.com for more information. That's sunrift.com. Nature's Edge is brought to you by the Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina, Western North Carolina's only magazine dedicated to the fishing enthusiast. Pick one up at over 400 locations throughout Western North Carolina or visit them online at theanglermagazine.com to find out more. And be sure to follow them on Facebook, Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina.com. Dale Stewart here. Welcome to Nature's Edge. Our guest today is, is a rather unique lady. She is a... Uh, uh, a businesswoman. She is a rancher. She is an outfitter. She is an amazing Western wear designer. And her story really started out uh, years ago uh, um, overseas where she was doing uh, film and TV work. Brent West, how are you, my friend? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit about your story today and, uh, uh, Go through a go through a lot of stuff, and uh, and certainly I want to talk about turquoise, guys. This is one of the most creative ladies I have ever seen in in using turquoise in uh, in jewelry, both for men and women. Uh, and uh, why don't uh, let's just start out early on with your story, Brett? How you decided to to give up the acting uh, career and move into where you are today? Well. I think it all happened for me. I think it was an aha moment one day. I was sitting on a film shoot, and, you know, I was caring about every book that I could about spirituality, trying to keep soulless in a in a industry that was really um, focused on the exterior. Everything had to do with, with things that didn't matter, in my opinion. And so I just decided one day, I said, you know, I, I feel like I have so much more talent to give the world than just, uh, pretty face selling cigarettes and beer and um, really went and prayed about it and I said I want to move out west and I want to work with horses um, being in the south I was not finding um, an occupation that would allow me for that so I, I I got a brochure in the mail for Durango, Colorado and I figured that you know that was my that was my sign and I moved out to Durango and I uh, went to work for an outfitter, met my ex-husband, and started guest ranching. Um, and in that instance, I had a really bad accident with an outfitter that I was working for. Yeah. And broke my hip back in my neck in, a, in the course of about a year. Um, so I recovered from one injury and then had another one. And it just took me out of training colts and bucking bales and doing all the hard, heavy work that we were doing so um i i was actually at a hat store in durango and i was shopping and one of the gals asked me if i would like a retail job and i said well as a matter of fact i can't you know do anything lifting or work-wise so i took the job and that's kind of where Brent west sprouted from was working in the shop with was a very high-end hat shop called O'Farrell's in durango and and that's where it was, all of this sprouted from was actually making hat bands for the store and working with their natives in designing jewelry. And is that sort of where you got interested in turquoise? Absolutely. I mean, when I moved out west, 
My whole world changed because I was raised in northern Georgia. I was raised in Hiawassee and Duluth, Georgia. And, you know, the, the I, I can remember driving across Oklahoma and starting to see people in cowboy hats and trucks. And I was like, yes, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, coming out west is a whole new world. And I was, you know, I just was like enamored by the cowboys and the Indians and the western way of life and, you know, what really got me into turquoise, honestly, was the vintage leather. I, every place I went, I was searching out vintage leather. I was just so obsessed with the parade bridles and saddles and anything that I could find that had old patina on it. Um, and, and I just started visualizing how cool that would be to make hat bands and belts and things like that with. And then I can't think of a better background for a turquoise cuff or a turquoise cabochon is, is the old vintage leather. So yeah. that, it, it's just kind of interesting how everything just came together. Yeah, it's. Uh, let me ask you something. I was reading an article the other day uh, about in uh, about turquoise and and talking about it was becoming rarer and 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 certainly more expensive and more valuable. Is that are, are we depleting it? Are we overmining it? What's going on with it? Well, what's happening is turquoise itself is not. Um, it doesn't pay as much as it needs to to mine. It's not like gold where you can have... I mean, in a gold mine, you can have an operation that costs a million dollars a day to, to be dredging and blasting and all the equipment and the employees and everything. Sure. But you have a payout at the end when you strike. So in order to mine turquoise, it often goes alongside a copper mine. For example, um, Sweeping Beauty was one of our favorite mines, and when that mine shut down in the Obama era with... All of the mining um, constrictions or restrictions, sorry, the, the, the turquoise mines were shut as well because what, for example, in the Kingman mine, when they are mining turquoise, uh, copper and they hit turquoise, then the um, the mine calls uh, the folks at, at Kingman and they say, hey, go in and grab that turquoise and they go in and mine the turquoise. So without the copper mining, the turquoise mining is not as financial financially um, feasible. And the, so and the, yeah, and there um, and, and turquoise is some turquoise more valuable than others. Absolutely, um, and you know how that finds its value is its clarity and its hardness and its color. For example, Royston has a very unique color, and it and it tends to be hard, not like chalk. So some turquoise will be more like chalk and it has to go through a stabilization process and some turquoise is just hard you cut and polish and sell it that turquoise is going to be more valuable than something that they soak in um an acrylic to harden it sure um well let me ask you the um and and how can people uh, while we're talking about the turquoise right now uh red i will uh i'll post uh on my uh, on my social media, you know how to get in touch with you and, and your catalogs and all that stuff. But uh, um, you do a lot of shows around the country as well, right? I do. I do some shows. Um, I try to stick at the majors like the NFR, Jackson Hole Art Show, Park City Art Show, things that are close to me. Because I do this all by myself, and I have to haul and set up and get a hotel room and be away from my farm and my animals. I have you know six horses in training alongside a hay farm in Idaho, and we're building a place in Wickenburg right now. So what I try to do is really go out and photograph and take the best pictures I possibly can. I've learned the art of photography 
because of my business. Yeah. And I shoot a lot. I mean, I know you follow us on social and you see, I mean, I'm trying to shoot at least once a week, if not more. And I hire models all over the world. And that's really where I'm focusing my energy. Our show schedule, I update as soon as I know that we've been accepted to shows. And I update that and have a section on the website at BritWest.net for our show schedule. But what I really encourage people to do is follow us on social media as I'm posting images daily that are available. And I feel like that's kind of the new wave of technology is people can be with me at a photo shoot via Instagram or Facebook and they can see what's available at, you know, at any given moment. So, you know, our, our smartphones have allowed businesses like mine to be more centrally located rather than having to go to a show to see people. They can have their own show right in their own home. Yeah, the uh, and, and since you you're talking about the business side of things, uh, I know you said earlier you you had to you had to actually kind of go out there and find your true purpose, and I think you've done that now. But um, you believe it's important to give back as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I feel like we we are a magnet for miracles, and if we're if we are helping other people, and I don't do this for the the rep. You know, the reputation of having uh, something great happen. But, you know, when something happens, like we had this big fire in California, and I felt like, you know, we started a Toggle Crisis Fund. And if I see someone that's in need, or I see someone or something in the cowboy world specifically where we have catastrophic uh, floods or fires, we typically do fundraisers with my jewelry on Facebook or Instagram and raise money for crisis funds. As needed, and I and I honestly feel like when you are giving, you are receiving, but you don't give to receive. And you know, it's not all about me. It's not all about my business. I, I truly believe that we should all be looking outside of ourselves and what we can do to help others, especially others in need and crisis. Oh, I agree. I know when uh, uh, down in uh, my home state, Louisiana, a few years ago, they had a lot of flooding and a lot of cattle got. Uh, got flooded out and and uh we were able to uh up here where i am in western north carolina i was able to put together uh several uh 18 wheeler loads of hay and send it down there and uh it's uh it 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 does good to to give back and to help people when you can well here's the deal you could sit there and feel helpless and sad and sorry or you can do something about it and be proactive absolutely a lot a lot of clothing to families in um, California with the, with the burns this summer. Um, we had a lot of people that jumped on board because I do have such a great following on Instagram and Facebook, and I have amazing friends that were like, you know what, I want to help out. I have a bunch of beautiful clothing. I asked people, I said, please do not send stuff you don't want because these people have lost everything, and they don't need to go through boxes to get real stuff. Oh, and absolutely. You know what I mean? I, I sure do. Well, yeah, really yeah, you know we're lucky. We 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 both have voices, and we we both have have great contacts, and and I think uh, you have to use that when when you uh, uh, to help people as much as you can. I think people want to help, and I and I know that we all get sad when we see things that are happening when people are suffering. So it just helps our souls to be able to do something, you know. And we do a lot with animals as well. We rescue a lot of animals. We do yeah. a lot of. of you know, donating in, in, in that realm as well. Because life energy is an ebb and flow, and you're always attracting to yourself what's coming. So 
if you're giving and you're and you're allowing this flow to happen, your world just seems to be a lot easier, and you, your heart feels better. So, you know, we. It's not like I say. It's not all about me. It's not all about making money, and I know yeah. that I'm a conduit. And that's how. When I was in TV and film, I just felt like I had so much more to give. And maybe I could have stopped with it, but for me, I was just a little too cowboy for that industry. I really wanted to. I got to tell you the truth. Even though I have a Western retail business, and I love dressing women, I prefer to be in my jeans and my boots. I know and, you, you do. Know, a little bit. A little dirt on the hands, if you know what I mean. I do. So, yeah, it just feels better, and it's uh, it's more real, and, you know, it's it's a way of life that keeps my heart big, you know, going out and riding the horses and farming and raising hay, and we, we work with a, um, a horse rescue for my hay farm, so all of our hay goes to a horse rescue in Idaho, and it's just a really wonderful, when you see a load of hay going out and you know that you've done something to help other people, it's just a very gratifying feeling. Oh, absolutely, it it is. Uh, you know what people may not know, Brad, is you're pretty much a one woman show, right, with your business. Well, yes, and, and sometimes that's a good thing, and sometimes it's not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I know. I try to answer. I try to answer everybody's questions. Um, I try to be very hands on with everybody, but with Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, email, phone call, text messages. Sometimes I'm, I get a little bit like, wow, it would be wonderful to have someone to answer people's questions however i feel like it's very important for people when they're designing a special piece to be able to talk to the artist and i also feel it's very important for me to keep my thumb on everything so that if i make a mistake i make it right it's not i don't have to call somebody and say hey you know we we shipped this out and i have you know i'm sorry it's me it's all me so if i make a mistake i make it right um and and i just love to be able to talk with my clients and really see their vision and then make that happen so um, we, we do move quite a bit, and it's hard to keep one person employed. I do have a little bit of part-time help and a lot of great artists that help me that are um, that live in, in New Mexico and Nevada and Oregon, Washington. I have a lot of really great, talented people that help me build the brand. So we have a lot of folks that help, but nobody that's actually on site that works with me, um, you know, six days a week. You yeah. Know? Britt, what would you what do you say to to uh, young women and, and men that that uh, about finding their purpose and and you know following that dream? Well, you know what really helps me is praying about it and asking my angels and Jesus and God and everybody to come to me and let me see what I needed to do. And I think that opens up a portal of energy. You're saying, hey, I really feel like I have purpose in life and I need to find that purpose and and, and it'll come in subtle answers and, and everybody finds it in their own way you can just send it out to the universe if you're uncomfortable with the idea of, of God Jesus and your angels but that works for me and I just say hey I need help here what can you do to help me and so that's kind of what I did when I, when I was on TV and film and honestly I kept dreaming about horses and dreaming about horses and dreaming about horses, and I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find my way back to my roots, which when I was younger, we had horses, and we um, were able to go out to the ranch and ride, and I just really felt my, my heart was big there. And so I followed that, which led to the rest. I was, um, because of my injuries, I went through several years of physical therapy and massage therapy, and I 
to understand more about my injuries. And I did massage therapy in the interim of starting Grit West. And honestly, this built not by purpose, but it just kind of grew. And I was like, hey, I can, I can really run this business and have this sustain me. So I slowly worked my way into this. It didn't like I didn't just sit down one day and go, hey, I want to be a Western jewelry and fashion designer. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it just kind of happens, and and you're able to hone in on something that you can be good at. And then, um, you know, who knows, maybe as my photography grows, I'll be doing more photography or web building because I've learned so many different aspects. But all these skills that I acquired through modeling, through design and college, through horse training, through all of the things have just kind of created this this business and this ability to um, share this work. So. As, as this grows, I don't know. You know, I'm almost 50 years old. Who knows what my next life will be? Maybe I'll be a web designer as I retire. I mean, maybe I'll be an interior designer, but, but the work of design is really, and photography is really what I enjoy. So it, it's allowed me to have many other facets of, of work, you know? Yeah, you know, you, you cannot be afraid to follow those dreams and, and, and follow, uh, follow, your, follow your heart. Absolutely not. And, and one thing that I was told um, when I was in TV and film and doing the modeling is do something every day towards your goal. So whether it's sitting down and researching, whether it's booking a photo shoot to um, work on your, your, your book, um, for me, every day I'm working on my website, I'm working on Instagram and Facebook, I'm looking at new possibilities, new shows, new designs. You know, so every single day I'm doing something for my business. And that keeps that energy flowing towards your goal. And I think the biggest thing you can do is write down your goals. And, yes. and, and just put them away. Write down your goals and put them away. That starts the energy flow towards the end goal. And, yes, your goals may change and the path may take time. But everything that I've ever sat down and written down has happened. So, and, and, and what do you contribute that to? Your own your like own drive, you think? I think that when you actually set goals and yeah. you actually put, put something into the work, it's like uh, a magnet for miracles. It um, allows an energy to come to you. You're opening up your your ideal um, situation, and, and until you, the one thing that really frustrates me with people that I've had in my life is, what do you want to do? And they say, I don't know. Well, where I don't know is not going to go anywhere. Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's you not know. an answer. And I don't know it's not going to go anywhere. So you have to really sit down, and I think people think it's narcissistic to sit down and say, "I have." But what I have found is that I have abundance. I am abundant. I am loved. I am safe. I am happy. This verbiage in your head can create another opening for shift in your life. So if, if someone constantly focuses on what they do not have and what they want, instead of rewording it into I have, even if, even if that does not seem attainable to you, just opening that up shifts the energy to allowing that to come to you. And um, I believe that when I went through my divorce, that's where, at one of my darkest points in my life where I lost, the ranch, I lost my horses, I lost my identity, I lost 
everything that meant something to me, I lost it. And one person came up to me and said, you know what, all you're doing is wallowing in your sorrows, and you have all of this that you can do and that you have. So you need to focus on what you have and what you can do and what you want and stop focusing on what you've lost. Now, there's a grieving point when you go through a divorce or you lose a family member or a spouse. Yeah. And I and I don't I don't deny that. You need to go through your grieving point. But somehow in that grieving you need to change and shift your mind or you'll end up in that grieving and, and I honestly feel like our health is affected by our mental health and so when I finally learned to sit down and say I am abundant and I choose that I have a ranch and I choose that I have a prosperous business and that I have a happy life, you know what? Things started happening. And I mean fast. So I feel like our what we think and what we speak is absolutely important to what's going to happen for us in our future. Oh, absolutely. And I, and I know I've heard you say when you follow your bliss, abundance will follow. Absolutely. And that, Absolutely. and that's a uh, that's a great great thing. Well, Brett, it has been a privilege having you on Nature's Edge today. Well, me too. Thank you for letting me uh, kind of get on my soapbox a little, and I hope that we help somebody have a better day. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, every, everybody, just follow us on Instagram and on Instagram and BrettWest.net on the uh, web, and we'd love to see everybody out there that followed us today. Absolutely, and I'll post all of that too on the. Uh, on my social media and and link it uh, directly to you, Brett. And next time you get over in this part of the country, over close to Hawassi or something, uh, give me a oh, call. Give me a call, and we'll get together. And uh, uh, I, I've still got to get. Uh, yeah, you know. I, in fact, right now I I have on an old leather uh, cuff, but it uh, it does not have a pretty turquoise from uh, Brett West on. Yes, it. yes. We need to get you a piece, and I need to get you over to. I'm going to be out there uh, working on Grandma's cabin this spring, so Good. I'll let you know when I come back, and, uh, and we'll get you together. I'll bring some pieces for you to check out. Absolutely. I look forward to that. i I got to ask one question. Are you still living in your horse trailer? <laughs> I am living in my horse trailer right now with my inventory trailer right next to me. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and you know, what? we broke ground on the place, the, uh, the arena and the barn. Of course, a cowgirl has to have the arena and the barn. Absolutely. You know that. Oh, absolutely. The and, so and, the arena and the barn are, are going in, and uh, we'll have, hopefully by next November, I'll at least have a garage space. I'll probably still be in my horse trailer. But we just decided not to do Idaho winters. I've decided to be in Arizona in the winter and Idaho in the summer and, you know, run the... We have about 2,000 acres behind us that we run cattle on. We have some hay, a hay farm there. All right, my friend. The, my pro- yeah, my producer is pointing at me. So, again, uh, <laughs> Brett, it was great to have you on, my friend. And until next time, this is Nature's Edge. Run fast and run wild, my friends. Visit naturesedgemedia.com. You can check out podcasts, videos, lecture archives from Dale, and much more. Thank you for listening to Nature's Edge with Dale Stewart, brought to you by Angler Magazine of Western North Carolina.